When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody. I hope you are doing well. Today, we are going to be doing a live lesson on fears. And there will be a bonus part where we talk about extreme love, the love for something. But at the beginning, we will focus on fears in English. Today, unfortunately, my microphone isn't working, so the audio will not be as great as it usually is, but the laptop has a decent microphone. Hopefully uh, everybody can hear me okay. I'll get my glasses on so I can read some of the comments. Freddie Wolf, thanks for being patient. Hope you're doing well. I saw Tanya there. Congrats on 14,000. Oh, I don't, I don't think I hit it quite yet. Did I? Soon, maybe. But thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, my mood for waiting. I see Audie the tie here. How are you? Welcome. So yeah, today we are going to talk about, oh, Anya's here from Germany. Welcome. Pony is here from Thailand. She lives in the United States though. What a handsome guy. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, so today we are going to talk about fears things that you are afraid of. And we are going to talk about a couple synonyms or words that mean the same thing as being afraid of something. Before we get started, I would love to hear what is your biggest fear? Is it snakes? Maybe it is. That is the first thing we are going to be talking about. But also, it might be public speaking. Thunder and lightning, needles. We will talk about all of those things. Good to see Thailand is here. Pakistan is here. Maybe you live in Lahore or Islamabad, Egypt. Welcome. J Stay tuned. We will be talking about Japan later on. Yeah, Pony, great one. I did not talk about the fear of death. But I'm glad you mentioned it because it is definitely a fear for some people. Poland is in the house. Welcome. All right. Oh, the fear of not making a mistake. All right. So in English, we might call that perfectionism. If somebody is afraid of making a mistake or they want to be perfect, we might say that they suffer from perfectionism. The need to be perfect. Ukraine is in the house. I hope you are doing well. Nepal, oh my goodness. What a great, great country. I would love to visit Nepal. Bangladesh is here. All right, let me let, me let you in on a little secret since you're watching, okay? Um, this week, 
I am going to be going to New York City, and I am going to be visiting a part of the city called Little Bangladesh. And we are going to try some, is it Bangladeshi food or is it Bengali food? But we are going to try some food from Bangladesh. We are going to try to talk to some people on the street and see, do they speak English in Little Bangladesh in New York? The UK is in the house, El Salvador, Bangladesh, Bangladesh, Bangladesh is definitely in the house. All right, let's do this. Let's do that. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. So last week, as I was kind of sick still, and I still am sick, um, I did send a message for anyone who might have been affected by the earthquakes in Syria and Turkey. Horrible stuff. And I can imagine if you live in a place that is prone to earthquakes, which means earthquakes are likely to happen. It is possible for an earthquake to happen. If you live in a place where you are prone to earthquakes, that can be very scary. Madagascar, Pakistan. Love to visit Pakistan one day. All right, I could read the chat all day. <laughs> Nepal is on the short list of places I would like to visit. We might talk about that a little bit later when we end on a positive note and we talk about files. Files are another way to say things you love in English. We're first going to talk about phobias, though. Phobias is the fancy way to say things you are afraid of. The first thing right here I have for you. Well, I think it's a picture of me. Just in case you didn't know what the lesson was about, you have a computer-generated picture of me, AI, artificial intelligence. That's not really me. That's what a computer thinks I might look like. Very handsome guy, by the way. A lot different from this guy. And then you'll see a snake there. And then you'll see a needle. And behind that is a hand reaching out to grab you. So let's talk about this first fear. And I do have a sentence that might help you when you want to practice your speaking, when you want to practice shadowing, do it right here, right at the top. If someone has a fear of snakes, it could be a crippling fear. And we will talk about what a crippling fear is in just a minute. But please let me know in the chat, is anybody very afraid of snakes? Like when you see a snake, you might scream. You might try to jump on a chair because you are so scared. If a fear is crippling, that means you are so scared you can't move. So let's practice shadowing with that sentence. If shadowing is something new for you, what you can do is when I read the sentence, you try to read it along with me. Or 
You wait until I am finished reading the sentence and then you try it for yourself. If a fear is crippling, you are unable to move. I don't know. Maybe somebody in the chat right now, if you are watching live, has a crippling fear of snakes. The Philippines is in the house. Something tells me there are snakes in the Philippines. Yeah, you, you, you only have to say it once. You don't have to say it four or five times. We see you. Yeah, great. Susanta, when someone is scared, they are paranoid. Yeah, you might hear that. You might also hear petrified. I think I might have that as a synonym later in the lesson. I'm trying to get really close to the microphone on my computer so you can hear me. Sylvia, hope you're doing well. Uh-oh, Charlene, crippling fear of snakes. I'm not a big fan of snakes. I don't know if I have a phobia about snakes, but I would love to tell you about a story that happened to me about two months ago. No, maybe three months ago, right before it started to get cold. In my classroom, you may have seen my classroom where I teach native English speakers in the United States. They're 14 years old, 13 years old. Well, it was getting cold outside. And I guess a snake outside thought it was getting too cold. So it decided to wander into my classroom right at the beginning of the day when I closed my door there was a snake behind it. Luckily, where I live, there are no dangerous snakes. Maybe they will bite you. Maybe it will hurt. But they're not poisonous and they aren't venomous. But when I closed the door, I was shocked. I was surprised by that snake sitting there on my classroom floor. And I might have screamed a little bit. Maybe. But luckily, one of my students, she's 14, she loves snakes, I found out. And she jumped up and said, I will save you. And she grabbed the snake and she put it outside. And not many people, not many people saw. So it wasn't a lot of commotion. It wasn't a lot of chaos. She took charge. She took charge picked up the snake and removed it, put it outside. She saved the snake's life and she saved me from having a heart attack. So shout out. I can't say her name, but uh, it starts with an M. I don't think she's watching. Yeah. Okay. Williams. He's from Argentina. He is a channel member. If you would like to become a channel member, there is a link there. What is your phobia? Do you have one, Brent? I'm not a fan of snakes. Like I said, I wouldn't call it a phobia, but I don't think I could reach down and pick that snake up like my student did. I'm so glad that she did. Snakes and snacks. Snakes and snacks, Mahmoud says. He's from Mauritania. 
Uh, yeah, they are pronounced very similarly. It's a hard word to say in English. Similarly. I try not to say that word too much because it's hard. But snacks and snakes. I prefer snacks over snakes. That's for sure. Ooh, Mario. Ghosts. It's a good one. Yeah, she's brave. Yeah, I thought so too. She was my hero that day. Other days, she might be my hero too. Shevket, he's here. He's from Turkey. Hope you're doing well. Oh, you think so? That's a beautiful snake on the picture or in the picture, in the picture right there. It is a beautiful snake. Um, it, it scares me a little bit, though. I'm not going to lie. The next thing, I don't know. Let me know in the chat. Another thing that people might be scared of is needles. Yeah. And in the picture, you can see what needles look like. Shout out if you are listening on the podcast. It's going to help your English listening comprehension. You just can't see the picture. But let's talk about what needles do in English. I have a couple sentences for you. Some people are frightened by needles. Hmm. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. That is a, something you can say if you're a little scared, but you're not petrified. You don't have a crippling fear. I'm not a fan of needles. We are going to talk about two reasons in English you might need a needle. Both are medical. Hopefully a doctor or somebody who is trained to do what they're doing is helping you out, but some people hate to get shots. A shot in English is when there is a needle and it gets put into your arm. It gets put into your arm and something goes into your body. Maybe a vaccine to prevent you from getting sick. Each year I get what we call a flu shot in English. I usually get it in the fall and it protects me from getting the flu most of the winter, or at least it protects me from getting the flu really badly. I might just get a little bit of flu if I have a vaccine. But some people hate to get their blood drawn. That's the verb we use. So sometimes doctors need to take blood out of your body with a needle. And when they do that, the verb we use is drawn. So you might say to a friend, yesterday I saw my doctor and they want a blood test. I need to have my blood drawn. And some terms we can use in English when you have to get your blood drawn, is that you have to fast. Now, you might hear of somebody running fast or running quickly, but when you fast, that means you don't eat for a certain period of time. Some people fast for religious reasons. 
But if you are going to have your blood drawn, if they are going to take blood out of you, you might have to fast for 12 hours before. Fast. All right, let's check the chat. See what's going on here. Also, if you have a question and you want it to be answered, there is a link in the description. Why don't I check that right now? Let's see if there are any questions about being scared. Let's see. There might be some old questions in here too. Looking for questions about fear. A lot of questions about learning English, but I am going to try. Hey, Landy from Madagascar is in there. Doesn't have a question. Tanya does, though. Let's bring this question up, okay? So how do I share this? Boom. I think I did it. All right, so no, that's the needles one. There it is. There's the question so everybody can see it. I will make it. Nice and big. So Tanya, she's from Germany. She's a channel member. Uh, we often chat in the private Discord. Uh, so she says, hi, Brent. I hope you're doing much better again. Is it correct that people in the U.S. use sometimes also the German word angst when they speak of a huge feeling of fear in English? Yes, that is a good question. Is that German? Uh, if it's German, we do. We use that in English. Yeah, if somebody is having angst, that means they're worried about something. Yeah, so let's say you are having your blood drawn. And the night before, while you are fasting, you might have a bit of angst. Yeah, nervousness. And sometimes we talk about teen angst. Teenagers might be angry all the time. Teen angst. Yeah, it's a little bit of anger, a little bit of nervousness. Yeah, we do. Sometimes we do. All right, so let's talk about some more needles in English. I don't think in the picture anybody is scared of those needles. It's just a different kind of needle. We call those needles knitting, <coughs> excuse me, knitting needles, knitting needles. I don't think anybody is afraid of those. Let's read the sentence at the bottom. We call these things knitting needles. That is a ball of yarn. I don't think anyone is scared of these. Please let me know in the chat if you have a fear of knitting needles I think that would be rather rare. I don't think it would be very common. There's probably somebody out there, though, that is scared of knitting needles. Let's check the form to see if there is another question. And there is not. So let's move on. What's the next kind of needle we have? If you see the picture there, we call these things pine needles pine needles it's unlikely that anybody would be scared of pine needles although where i live in the state of maine we call this the pine tree state 
So in Maine, where I live, we have a lot of pine needles. I am not scared of pine needles, but you know what? They are a problem when they get on your car. They're very sticky. A lot of times they have sap. Yeah, I don't fear pine needles, but I don't like them. Yeah, I don't know. I wish we were a different kind of tree state because pine needles can be very sticky. They can get all over everything. If you celebrate Christmas, you might bring a Christmas tree into your house. And guess what? After Christmas, when you have to drag that Christmas tree out of your house, there might be a lot of pine needles left over. You may have to get out the vacuum and suck up those pine needles, or you need to sweep up those pine needles. Oh, ah. I don't know. Did you see the next one? I think a lot of people are scared of this animal. It's a spider. Yeah, and we actually have a name in English that you might hear. A lot of these phobias actually have a scientific name, but we don't use it very often. However, when it comes to spiders, you might hear arachnophobia. That is the professional medical name of the fear of spiders. The fear of spiders is called arachnophobia. Please let me know in the chat, do you have arachnophobia? Are you scared of spiders? Again, not a big fan. I am not a big fan of spiders. Luckily, I live in a place where there are no real poisonous spiders I did have to go to the doctor one time because a spider bit me and my finger swelled. That's a verb we might use to get bigger. My finger got bigger. It swelled and I had to get a shot. I don't know why, but the spider bit me. Maybe it was infected, but the doctor said, you need a shot. And I said, okay. I'm not a doctor. I trust you. I got the shot with a needle. And then my finger got back to normal. So I guess the doctor was right. But spiders. Anybody in the chat, let us know. Please. Okay. okay. So Tanya. Let's go back to the pine needles. Tanya does not like spiders. Maybe she has a crippling fear of spiders. Oh, no. Maria. Maria. Oh, I'm trying to. Maria. She's from Argentina. Good to see you in the chat. So when I show you this picture, Maria, do you get scared? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is the fear of spiders. Now, Susanta. Susanta mentioned something in the chat, claustrophobia. I do not have that on this list, but it might be a good time to talk about some other fears. Let me bring up a 
Uh oh, hang on. Freddie Wolf. This morning, I saw a very big spider in my house. Now, Freddie lives in France, and it's also cold in France, even though it's still winter. That's weird, but I'm not too scared about it. Okay, good, Freddie. Yeah, that spider might have thought it is too cold out here. They came into your house. I'm going to hang out in Freddie's house for the winter. Well, Cleo loves spiders. Oh no. Dimitri. Oh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I'll get I'll get rid of that picture, Tanya. No more pictures of spiders. But I would think that would be the worst place to find a spider. Imagine if you sit down on the toilet and there is a spider there. A lot of people worry. I don't think this can happen. But Snakes, going back to snakes, could a snake somehow find its way into your toilet? Oh my gosh. I might have nightmares about that tonight. Can you imagine opening your toilet and there is a snake looking back at you? Let's not think about that anymore. That's scary. That's scary. All right, so I do have a website here that's not it but that's it and it is in english so claustrophobia is mentioned it is something we can talk about that is one of the phobias in english you might hear claustrophobia scared of small spaces so if you need to ride in a crowded elevator and you have claustrophobia yeah, you're not going to like that. So let's take a look at this. I will make this bigger. And we can go right down. Oh, look at that. So this is um, from a website, Phobias, the 10 most common fears people hold. And you can see that it's a snake right there. So some of the social phobias. So anytime you hear social in English, Think people. So if somebody has a social phobia, they might not like to leave their house very often, or they may feel uncomfortable at a party around people. A social environment is where there are other people around. So social phobia, that's possible. Uh, agoraphobia. If you see that right there, I'll make it bigger. In English, you might hear this, agoraphobia. I don't think all native English speakers would know this, but it's the opposite of claustrophobia. If you have claustrophobia, you are scared of small spaces. Agoraphobia is the opposite. You are afraid of leaving your house. You are afraid of open spaces. Agoraphobia. Some of these I won't be able to pronounce. Acrophobia, the fear of heights. We will talk about that soon. I don't think any native English speakers use that word. So don't worry about using it. I've never heard it. But we will talk about the fear of flying. The next one, claustrophobia. So that has been mentioned 
The fear of enclosed spaces. Again, this word here, I don't think you will hear any native English speaker use it. Maybe a psychologist, maybe a doctor. But you can always say, I have a fear of insects. You also might hear, I have a fear of creepy crawlies. Creepy crawlies, just any little bugs. Some people might be afraid of all bugs. I'm not a fan, but the creepy crawlies. Let's do a couple more here. Yeah, this next one, I've never heard this word. It's the official word for the fear of snakes. Most people will just say, yeah, I'm afraid of snakes. I don't like snakes. And we'll talk about a couple of these other ones. There's a, I don't know how to say it, but you don't have to. You can just say, I have a fear of needles. Yeah. Trypanophobia. Trypanophobia. Okay. That's the word in English. But don't worry about using that. Native English speakers won't even know what you're talking about. You can just say, oh, I hate needles. I'm afraid of needles. I fear needles. Keep that needle away from me. Let's check the chat. What's going on here? Thanks, Bob. My name is Brent, but that's okay. A lot of people call me Bob. Shout out to Bob the Canadian. If you don't know Bob the Canadian, check him out on YouTube. Thailand. Love it. I don't know. Ah, man. Susanta. I have a real fear of spiders. As I've heard some spiders as small as an inch could be extremely venomous. Yeah, if something has venomous, if something is venomous, it has venom. And that's not good for you. It's like poison. Animal poison. Snakes can be venomous. Spiders can be venomous. I've heard even frogs in South America, maybe in Brazil, frogs can be venomous. You have a fear of fear. I have a fear to be feared. That's scary. That's scary. Yeah. Flavana. A lot of these terms that you saw in that on that website do come from either the Latin or the Greek. A lot of our medical terms in English are from the Latin and the Greek. A lot of our legal terms that lawyers use are from the Latin and the Greek. In fact, in my classroom where I teach native English students, we do study Latin and Greek roots. It's pretty good. Yeah, because you might, oh no, fear of being married. Luckily, I don't have that fear. I've been married a long time, 20, 24 years, 26 years, sometimes. All right. Haiti is in the house. Jose, first time here. Hey, please don't forget to subscribe. There will be a reminder just in case. All right. The next one. Let's get back to the lesson. I love reading the chat, but you are here to learn English. So let's talk about this next one. And this is the fear of heights. 
If you look at that photo, you can see a person is bungee jumping. So for anyone listening on the podcast, if you go bungee jumping, you go to a really high place, like maybe a really tall bridge and you jump off it, but you have a rope. You have a rope made of rubber. So you're not supposed to hit the ground, but bungee jumping can be very scary if you have a fear of heights. Also in that picture is a picture of a Ferris wheel. That's what we call that thing, that amusement park ride in English. It is a Ferris wheel. And when you go to the tippity top of that Ferris wheel, you are probably very high up in the air. If you are scared of heights, you're probably petrified. I don't think I could ever go bungee jumping because I have a fear of heights. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of heights, so I don't know. I don't know if I could go bungee jumping. I think I might be too scared. I might be a scaredy cat. Sometimes you will hear that in English. If somebody is scared of something, they're a scaredy cat. Yeah. Usually friends will tease each other. Oh, what a scaredy cat. The next one. This actually comes from... Let me get my glasses on for this one. This actually comes from a comment here from Rushaka. Fear is speaking level zero. Yeah, and I included that here. We're going to talk about two different types of speaking fear. If you are learning English and you need to talk to a native English speaker, it might be crippling. All of the words you want to say may go out of your head. That is a real fear for people learning another language. But we're also going to talk about public speaking, which maybe even in your own native language, you would be scared of. I don't know. Let's see. Public speaking. Public speaking. Can you see the picture? There's a microphone there. And a lot of people in the audience. That is public speaking. You might have to do that in your native language. Even if you are a native English speaker, like I am, speaking to a crowd of people in English could be frightening. Could be frightening in your own native language. Look at the bottom here. Public speaking is when someone has to get up in front of a large group of people and talk. I'm wondering how many people in the chat are afraid of public speaking. Just by looking at that picture, does that scare you? Microphone, podium. We'll talk about podium in just a minute. Lots of people. Does that give you the heebie-jeebies. That's another term we use when somebody is really scared. Oh man, stakes, 
Give me the heebie-jeebies. Heebie-jeebies. I don't even know how to spell that. But if something really scares you, you can say it gives you the heebie-jeebies. Bungee jumping, even thinking about it, going way up high on a bridge and jumping with a rope. Yeah, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. No, thank you. Public speaking, though. Public speaking. Mm, not fun. I don't, I don't have a fear of public speaking, but that is usually right at the top of the list for things people fear. Public speaking. A public speaker may have to speak at a podium. So if you look at that picture right there, that microphone is on a podium. Somebody might stand at a podium to give a speech. We call that thing a podium. Huh. Look at that picture. That is there to remind you, just in case you haven't subscribed, you might want to come subscribe. I have a lot of English lessons that will help you improve your English. If you're watching on Facebook, please come over. Subscribe. There are a lot of lessons on YouTube that I don't have on Facebook just because I've been on YouTube a little longer. Hey, and I also have one more thing for you. Hang on. Because I need to take a sip of water. If this lesson is helping your English improve, don't forget to tap that like button and share it with a friend who's learning English. All right. Share it with a friend who is learning English. Subscribe. Check out the chat. What is going on? Oh, man. Or, hey, organizing an event. Not afraid of public speaking. That is a good thing. All right. Well, Jorge, good luck. Yeah, I don't blame you. Speaking in public in a different language? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right. What is the name of my channel? It is Speak English with This Guy. Yeah, on YouTube, it's Speak English with This Guy. On Facebook, it's American English with This Guy. I don't know why they're different. I don't know. Hey, thank you, sir. You are my best teacher. Thank you so much. So, oh no, Jorge, some people have a fear of subscribing. Oh no, well, hey, it's not that hard. Try to get over that fear. Push that little button that says subscribe and I promise you won't get hurt. If you do it a couple times, you get used to it. Yeah, no problem. Push the subscribe button. Nada, hope you're doing well. Madagascar. Madagascar on Facebook, I think is like number two or three for countries that see my Facebook page. So thank you. Yeah, Williams, it's a great point. Some big problems to people to learn a language is the shame of how they could sound. But don't feel bad. Anytime you speak English to somebody, 
there is a good chance that that person only knows English. So you know at least two languages. I hope nobody laughs at you because you are speaking a different language. Jorge is kidding me? Come on. May I, I think there are some people that might be scared of subscribing. Please get over that fear. Try it once. You'll see you will not get hurt. And the next one, I believe this came up in our Discord server under Enlightening Storms. Um, Sita, she is from Brazil. I think this is the reason I wanted to do this lesson because in Brazil, if you are watching from Brazil, I know the weather has been pretty rough over the past couple weeks. A lot of storms. And when it comes to storms, you might have thunder and lightning. And some people are very scared of thunder and lightning. Talk about this. What is thunder? Well, thunder is the noise you hear during the storm. Lightning is, of course, what you see. So if you look at that picture, you can't see thunder. You can only hear thunder. But that is a picture of lightning. And you might hear the term a thunderclap. That's what we call it. A clap of thunder. So, hang on. You might know this. That is clap. But also the sound during a storm you might hear that called a thunderclap in English. Thunderclap. I hope you are not scared of thunder and lightning, but I know some dogs that are terrified of thunder and lightning. It's another term in English we use for being scared. Terrified. Terrified. Uh, this next one, I don't know, clowns. Does anyone in the chat have a fear of clowns? Anytime you go to a circus, do you get scared when somebody comes up to you looking like that? I have a couple sentences for you I would like to read. When I was a kid... Clowns were more popular. Now, because of John Wayne Gacy and Stephen King's movie, It, clowns aren't as popular. I do not want to talk about who John Wayne Gacy is, but you can look that guy up. The story of that man has made a lot of people scared of clowns. A couple years ago, a movie came out based on a book by Stephen King called It. And the main character is a creepy clown. So I think now, in 2023, there are a lot of people scared of clowns. Not crowns. You wear a crown on your head. Clowns. I don't know. 
I maybe I don't know if I'm scared of clowns, but they might be a little creepy. Creepy is a hard word to describe in English. It just makes you feel a little funny. For example, maybe somebody just keeps staring at you on the subway. That's a little creepy. Clowns might be creepy. I don't know. Oh, clowns are funny? Okay, yeah. I Yeah, Cleo. Read what Cleo said. He was a serial killer. Yeah. John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. He took the lives of a lot of people. And one of his jobs was that he was a clown at birthday parties for children. Anya from Germany. I think, uh, I think everybody who has heard about the novel by Stephen King must fear clowns. Yeah, I love Stephen King. I've read almost all of his books. He is from the same state that I am from. He grew up just a few miles away from where I grew up. He's much older than I am, but I've never met him. But it was one of my least favorite books from Stephen King. And I was too scared to see the movie. Yeah. I don't, I don't like scary movies. Okay. All right. Freddie Wolf from France. He said, clowns are cute. I like clowns. Clowns are only mean in the movies. Don't be afraid of them. Love it. Love. Oh no. Gloria. Worst nightmare. Yeah. I don't blame you. I, I'm not. I'm, thank you. Cleo, Joker from the Batman movies. Yeah. What does he say? Let's put a smile on that face. Doesn't he say that? I'm not going to talk about how he wants to put that smile on. Yes, Mahmood, I am going to New York. I leave tomorrow for New York. I hope to do a, an English lesson in Times Square maybe at the Statue of Liberty, go to little Bangladesh, go to little Italy, Chinatown, Koreatown. We'll see. It could be amazing. Yes, Ronald McDonald. If you know the Golden Arches, McDonald's. Who doesn't know McDonald's? Their mascot is a clown. His name is Ronald. Ronald McDonald. Bogota, Colombia is in the house. Maria from Argentina loves scary movies. Interesting. All right. Describe uncanny. I was just talking about uncanny with one of my students in class. Yeah, uncanny. It's a hard one to talk about. We're talking about fear today. But a lot of times, when two people look like each other, you can say the resemblance is uncanny. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one to know. Uncanny. Statue of Liberty, let's do it. I'm going to try. Egypt. And I would also love to do an English lesson at all of the seven wonders of the world. So that might mean I'm coming to Egypt in a few years. Danny, 
I don't like scary movies either. And my wife, Jamie, hates scary movies. So we never watch scary movies. Now, not anytime soon, Mahmood. I am not going to quit making English lessons. It's too fun. Uh, Anya, where's Krusty the Clown from? Is that The Simpsons? I think it is. The Simpsons. All right. Let's do it. Oh, Orkan. Oh, a friend in New York. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, unsettling. Uncanny, maybe? Yeah, good one. All right, let's go back to germs. Some people fear germs. And I thought germs was hard to talk about in English. I know you all know germs. It's just, how do I explain it in English? Well, look at that picture. And you see a couple hands. And then all of these little things floating around those hands. I hope this helps. Germs are little things you can't see. But they might be on people's hands, doorknobs, or telephones, and they can get you sick. How about this? Somebody sneezes, chew, right into their hand, and then they shake your hand. You probably have their germs on you. So I'm sure you know what germs are in your native language. I'm hoping you now know what germs are in English. And we also have this word that you will hear quite a bit in English, a germaphobe. So that is somebody who is always scared of getting sick, a germaphobe. Let's read that sentence. A germaphobe is a person who is always nervous about getting sick. So nervous is like just a little bit of fear. Just a little bit. I don't know. Do we have any germaphobes in the chat? You know what I should do? As a huge thank you to channel members, let me turn on channel member only chat. See how that works. I think channel member chat is on. Yeah. So for the next five minutes, hey Siri, what's up timer for five minutes, please? Let's do members only. So if you have any questions about fears or anything, let me know in the chat. Are you a germaphobe? Oh no. I hope not. I am a little bit of a germaphobe. We do now have another question here, though, from Uzbekistan. Let me see if I can pull this up. All right. Question from Uzbekistan. Now, hang on. Before we go any further, Uzbekistan, is that where you can get plov? I think it is Plav. I would love to try Plav one day. Uzbekistan, right? I think so. Plav looks so good. Okay, 
Let's bring this up nice and big so everybody can see. Aselbek, I hope I said your name correctly, from Uzbekistan says, how would you help someone get over their fear? So I guess it depends on what fear they have. And believe me, I am not a doctor. Okay. And I do have some of my own fears that I have tried to get over. But I think a lot of times, if there's no reason to be scared, we might say an irrational fear. An irrational fear, it means there's no reason to be scared of that. Um, I would say do whatever it is you're scared of. For example, we talked about social phobias before. That can be very hurtful to the person if they don't want to get out in public, if they don't want to get around people. I would encourage that person, hey, face your fear. You might hear that in English. Face your fear. That means when you're scared of something, but you do it anyways. So if they are scared of going out in public, I would say to them, hey, you need to try it. I will go with you. And then you will see there is no reason to be scared. Now, if it's something like snakes, where there are poisonous snakes and you could get hurt, that's a different story. There sometimes is a good reason to be scared of poisonous snakes. But, and remember, I'm not a doctor. I'm just an English teacher. But that's what I would do for a friend if they had an irrational fear. Thank you for that question from Uzbekistan. Love it. All right. Fear of thunder. I hear you. Maria from Argentina. Brent, your videos in New York City will help me a lot for my trip there later this year. Yes. I would like to do how to order a coffee in New York City, how to order a slice of pizza in New York City. Hey, hey, look who's here. Argentina is definitely in the house. All right. Danny. Oh, what? I, I hit the wrong button. Danny, what is going on here? I'm bringing up something else. Sorry. I don't think you can see it. Uh, Danny said, this is wise. This is smart. I avoid touching things in public, but not at home. Yeah, wash your hands often, right? Get out the hand sanitizer. Yeah. Doorknobs, door handles. They are a place that germs, well, hang on that germs love to hang out on. Yeah. Um, Cleo, is there a fear of cats? I'm sure there is. There is a fear of everything. If you look up on Google, just type in 100 fears in English, there will be, I'm sure, fear of cats, for sure. Freddie, wow, there's so much going on. Freddie, I definitely have a sickly phobia towards wasps, hornets, bees, 
Those are things that can sting you. Those animals love to hang out on... My alarm scared me. Those things love to hang out on flowers. They're great because they will make other things grow that we eat. But if you are allergic to them, if being stung by a bee could kill you, it's a good reason to fear them. For instance, I can't drive with the windows open. Otherwise, I'm going to have a serious accident. Interesting. All right, fear of bees. Um, I have a few students every year who are allergic to bees. That's a real thing. Yeah, scary. All right, Cece's in the house. That is Cecilia's nickname. Hey, our buddy from Italy is here. Arone, Arone. How are you? All right, let's turn members' chat off. I can't tell you how much I appreciate channel members. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. All right, back to the lesson. Back to the lesson. We just talked about germs. What are we talking about next? Oh, the dark. Being afraid of the dark when the lights go off at night and you can't see anything. There are some people that are afraid of the dark. Also, children might be afraid of the dark. Let's look at this sentence right here. Many children are frightened of the dark when their parents turn off their bedroom lights at night. Let's read that one more time in case anybody wants to practice shadowing. Many children are frightened of the dark when their parents turn off their bedroom lights at night. The dark. Afraid of the things you can't see. Maybe when you were a kid, you were afraid there were monsters under your bed. What about this? the dentist going to have your teeth fixed cleaned some people have a real phobia when it comes to visiting the dentist now i have had to go to the dentist before and i have had to get a shot in my mouth with a needle i'm not sure if this has happened to anybody else it's pretty common, so I think it has. But can you imagine if you were afraid of the dentist and afraid of needles and you had to get a shot in the mouth? That would be double the fear. Hey, I'm already scared of the dentist. I'm scared of needles. And now this person is putting a needle in my mouth? That could be pretty scary. But trust me, you want that needle. In English, we call it Novocaine. Novocaine is the medicine that numbs your mouth. When you numb something, it means you can't feel it. So yeah, you want that needle. You want that shot. I think one time I had two shots just to make sure I didn't feel any pain. 
Now, this is a real one, right? The fear of flying. Yeah, when you get into a plane and you're so high up in the air, it's, it's a scary thing for some people. And that plane could crash, of course. But what I have heard is that it is more dangerous to travel by car than it is to travel by plane. Planes are safer than cars on average. That's what I've heard. So there are a lot of car crashes every day. Unfortunately, not so many plane crashes. When there is a large plane crash, it makes the news. You hear about it a lot. Let's check the chat. Hey, Meg is here from India. Hope you're doing well. All right. We, you know what? Tung. Tung Nguyen. Hope you're doing well. We talked about wisdom teeth a couple of weeks ago. I had a whole live English lesson about teeth. And we talked about getting your wisdom teeth removed. It was so bad. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Tung. Um, Sometimes it's not bad for people, and sometimes it can be really bad. I think I told the story about when I got my wisdom teeth out. I think it was in between. Not really bad. Not, not great. I'm glad I don't have to do it again. Oh, I'm afraid if tomorrow never comes. Is that a line from a song? I think it is. I think it is. Is that Garth Brooks? Eritrea is in the house. Welcome. Not too many people from Eritrea. If you don't know where that country is, think Ethiopia, think Somalia. Eritrea is right there. All right. Now, we've talked a lot about fears. Let's end the lesson with some good news. These are things that some people love and you might see your country here <coughs> excuse me as i cough yeah you might see your country here because we are going to talk about the love for some countries talking about you danny you freddie wolf from france but before we get there you might hear of a cinephile so a cinephile instead of having a phobia it's a real fear of something a file is a real love of something. And you will hear this term in English. A cinephile is a person who loves movies, loves watching films. We use both words. Movies, films. I think I did. I know I did. A whole English lesson on movies. When you're done with this English lesson and you want more English, just search. Movies, American English with this guy, live lesson, YouTube, check it out. This one, I am a bibliophile. So if you speak French, or even if you speak Russian, you might know biblio. Every time you hear that, you're thinking book, biblio, bibliotheque, right? I think in Russian and in French, it's a library, or might be a little different in Russian, but 
Biblioteca, maybe. But Biblio, that is another Latin and Greek root we use in English. Bibliophile literally means someone who loves books, a bibliophile. I myself am a bibliophile. Oh, Tanya is wondering, no, I am driving. It's about a six hour drive from where I live. So my family and I will drive to the state of Connecticut and then we will take a train into the city. Oh, Manuel says it's a famous, famous Irish singer. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Great. Is it, is it Spanish too? Bibliotech? I know it's French. Biblioteca, I think, is Russian too. Speaking of French, Annie's in the house. She's from France. What, uh, Ray? What, Ray? What are you doing? Ray says, I'm scared of my wife catching me with my girlfriend. Ray, that, come on, Ray. You're better than that. Cheating on your wife. Is she trying to learn English? Ray Shane, I hope your wife, well, actually, maybe I hope your wife is in here. You should not cheat on your wife. Flavania. From Italy, Italia, Biblioteca. Is that Italian? Maybe it's not Russian. Please, if you speak Russian, let me know. Let me know. All right. Spanish, okay. So French, Spanish, Italian, English, we use a lot of the same Latin and Greek roots. Look at this. French, Spanish, love it. The next one, if you are from Russia, now this could be a little controversial, but in English, we have this word, sorry, we have this word, a Russophile. A Russophile is a person who loves Russia or loves Russian history. I know growing up in the United States in the 1980s, the Soviet Union was always a country that we feared as Americans. So I've always been drawn to Russian history. I'm a bit of a Russophile myself. Of course, I don't want to get too political. I wish Russia wasn't invading Ukraine right now. But Probably not as many Russophiles around the world as there once was. Hopefully in the future, we can be going back to being Russophiles, but that is a person who loves the country of Russia. Or maybe they love Russian literature, like Tolstoy or, or Crime and Punishment. Why did Fedor uh, Dostoevsky? Forget the author's name for a second. The next one, maybe you love England. If you love England, you are an Anglophile. Yeah, I love the Beatles. I've been to England once. I enjoyed it. I like Shakespeare. You could call me an Anglophile. 
If you are a lover of the country of England, you are an Anglophile. Francophile. Got a picture of the Eiffel Tower and the French flag. I'm sure you can imagine what a Francophile loves. They might love a good baguette, some good French bread. They might love the French language. Francophile. There are a lot of people around the world that love French culture. If you do, you are a Francophile. Moroccophile. I might be a Moroccophile one day, very soon, in a couple years. I hope to visit Morocco. I would love to go to Marrakesh, Fez, Casablanca, Morocco. I forgot the name of that blue city in the picture, but I would love to visit that too. Moroccophile. I might be a Moroccophile. How about this? Neponophile. I don't think he is here today, but I know Ario. Ario lives in Indonesia, but he loves Japanese culture. So if you are someone who loves Japanese culture, maybe you read a lot of anime, you could be a Neponophile. Neponophile. So you won't hear that word too often in English, but, and I'm wondering, Golden Eagle 99, a Kiwiophile, would that be someone who loves New Zealand? That be, oh, what, what would it be if somebody loves the United States, Jorge? So an Anglophile, of course, loves England. A Americanophile? I'm not sure. You could probably make up anything you a USophile. Because America is Canada, Mexico, Argentina, you know, lots of countries in America. Ray, I'm I'm worried about you, Ray. He says he is a femaleophile. Now I think Ray might be making that up. Remember, Ray is the guy that is cheating on his wife. Ray, Ray, buddy. Ah, Eritreophile. That makes sense. Someone who is in love with the country of Eritrea. Hilton, hope you're doing well. Hilton, I believe, Brazil, right? You could be a Brazilophile. Brazilophile. I might be making that word up. I'm not sure. We do that quite a bit. Americanophile. Let's go with that. I'm not even going to look it up. Let's just make up a new English word. A Mac- it could be real though, but it's hard to say. A Mac- Americanophile. Americanophile. Let's do it. New English word. No, I've never visited uh, Somalia. I do have uh, quite a few students from Somalia. They live in the United States now. Uh, Somaliland might be kind of fun to visit. All right, just checking the chat. Uh, yeah, file. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get too much into that, right? Because some files, it can be a bad thing. Like you love it so much that it becomes a problem. 
So there are some files. Be careful. Be careful about that. And I think we might have one more. Java file. There's a lot. There's a lot of terms for this. You can imagine what a Java file might love. If you look at the picture, there is a cup of coffee. Sometimes in English, coffee is called Java. Java file. Someone who loves coffee. Um, I don't think I have it, do I? Uh, coffeeaholic, you might hear. Someone who really loves coffee, you might also hear them called a coffeeaholic. I think that's it. That is the end of a lesson here on fears in English and some loves. We had mostly fears, but I didn't want it to be such a fearful lesson. So I thought we should have a couple loves at the end. I would like to thank everyone for stopping by. Coffee lovers. Yeah. Yeah, Somaliland. I do know. Yeah, that is a state, I think, in northern Somalia. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Yes, it seemed, I've seen some videos from Somaliland, and the people seem so nice there. Anya, thank you so much for stopping by. Tanya, thank you so much for stopping by. Yeah, I don't know if I can bring myself to go to the 9-11 memorial I think it might be too sad. Central Park, though, that might be nice. Yes, Jorge, thank you for stopping by. I appreciate it. India, I almost did. Indiophile, someone who loves the country of India. Yeah. All right, that is the end. Freddie, you said it best. That's the end. That's the end of the lesson. So, I think there will be a live lesson next week. I don't know if there will be a, an English lesson in the middle of the week. I tried to release them on Wednesdays, but I might be filming too many lessons in New York City. I don't know. Celia, thank you. Maria, thank you. Manuel, thank you. Maria, thank you again. Tanya, thank you. I hope you all have a good week. I do love this hour each week to connect with everyone who is learning English. Hopefully we can do it again next week. All right, adios, amigos.